0: All right, and we're live. Here we go. Uh, Colin Simmons, we're here for it and ready to go. Uh, I'm next to Justin Wells of Inside Texas. This is Bobby Burton uh, on Texas Football Special Edition. We're live. Justin, you know what? Uh, Big time here ahead for whoever gets uh, Colin Simmons. What you're seeing on the screen right now is a simulcast of the YouTube uh, live stream for uh, On3. On3. Uh, It's got a countdown and we're right at 10 minutes until Caden Durham and Colin Simmons both uh, step up to the microphone and tell us where they're headed to school. Of course, uh, Durham was not a target for the Longhorns. He was looking at OU A&M. We believe he's going to choose LSU this afternoon. Uh, Colin Simmons, however, is the one we're here for. He is the defensive end out of Duncanville High School. You see that pass rush move right there that he made where he dipped his shoulder uh, and got around the edge. He is the number five overall prospect in the country, Uh, Texas, going up against both Miami and LSU. Uh, A lot of late movement on this one. We believe that it could be just about anything right now for the Longhorns. Uh, Going to be very, very interesting. Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas and on three is on scene in uh, Duncanville. We will be going to him as well. Blake Monroe will also be joining us here momentarily. Uh, Justin, any late breaking news on your side of what's going on with this recruitment?
1: No, no late breaking news whatsoever. No update, nothing. We are ready. Let's do this. There's no more stuff. There's no more updates, Bobby. There's no more latest posts and notes and threads and quick hitters. No more. It's D-Day today. Let's go. Yeah, I I tell you what, Justin.
0: it's been interesting for me to watch this transpire because, you know what, this is interesting because we're now in the social media age of, of uh, uh, recruiting. That's been going on for a good decade. We're now into the video age of recruiting. This is happening right now as this this occurs. Uh, we have almost 1,000 people online in the first five seconds we go on screen. Uh, it's absolutely in, in crazy to me uh, what we're seeing occur from a recruiting perspective. But what's more is what this means to the Longhorns themselves. If Texas can get Colin Simmons, this is the five-star. They've been lacking at edge. We're so, uh, you know, we've talked about they got one at linebacker with Anthony Hill, offensive line with uh, Kelvin Banks and uh, DJ Campbell. They've got one in the backfield or a couple in the backfield with Cedric Baxter, uh, Quinn Ewers, Arch Manning, at wide receiver with Xavier Worthy. The list goes on and on right now. This would be one of those
1: positions they haven't quite broken through yet. I have an update. Okay, go for it. I got an update. Jonte Cook just tweeted. He quote tweeted Colin Simmons dropping, you know, his top five in commitment on August 10th with, see you soon. Oh, boy. (laughs) We know way. We know how Jonte works with these things sometimes. He has his own crystal balls, we've learned sometimes. So that's a little interesting (laughs) note, footnote, you wanted an update, you got one.
0: Yeah. So look, we're going to, the reason we have, again, the screen within a screen here uh, today is it's actually the live on three feed simulcast into our feed. So you're going to be able to see Colin Simmons make his decision live on this air, as well as on three simultaneously. Justin will be with us. Uh, I'll be here as well as Jerry Hamilton and Blake Monroe. Jerry, in the midst of it right now, says the, I just talked to him right before we went on air. He says the atmosphere inside Duncanville High School is just absolutely bonkers right now. They've stopped letting new people into, (laughs) they've stopped letting new people guys into the gymnasium at this point. So if you're not in the gym at Duncanville High, you ain't getting in. Uh, So I I hope some reporters didn't show up late. I'll just put it that way. Um, it looks like, uh, we're we're talking to, uh, talking about this, Justin, anything in particular that's interesting to you right now, as far as, uh, we go into this, what gives Texas the lead? I want you to just tell people, what do you think gives Texas the lead? What do you think gives LSU the lead? What do you think Miami gives Miami the lead? Those three things just
1: point by point. Well, we'll start with Miami. They're the wild card. You, you know when Miami whenever their hats on the table you always have to pay attention because Miami they have a way about themselves Mario Cristobal and those guys do a tremendous job recruiting and so whenever you see Miami's hat on the table just off you don't have to hold your breath but just pay attention because you never know you never know with LSU I think Colin like most recruits really likes Baton Rouge I mean listen it, it's a haven for for college athletes there's you have everything you could ever imagine. It, it, it's a it's a crazy atmosphere. I, I think he likes that. I think he likes the idea of playing on a team that, that that's known for their defense, known for defensive linemen going to the NFL. I guarantee you that's something that's con- Colin is considering. And so LSU offers all those things. And, and they they've had a good relationship with him for, for, for at least over a year now, year and a half. They've had some turnover in the coaching department in his position in a few instances. And I think I don't think that's been you know detrimental, so to speak, but it definitely didn't help. And at the end of the day, um, and then you have Texas, which I think you were, you, you were mentioning this earlier. Um, you know, Texas has recruited at such a high level, particularly Steve Sarkeesian in the last few years, top five class, top three class last year. Edge is the one spot. They haven't nailed a, 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 a hog molly. They haven't nailed a game breaker, an elite guy that brings suddenness. They don't have that in cotton yet. They have all these other spots. I think Colin loves feeling like he could be the final piece to this program really taking that next step. And, and that's what this defense needs to do. They're great in all facets except getting to the quarterback. Colin Simmons, he feels that role. And he, he plays early and, and, and has probably an immediate impact. And so at the end of the day, all three w- w- are, are – hey, if you've got your hat on the table for a Colin Simmons announcement, that means you went the distance that means you were, you, you, you put all your, your resources into it. You use your coaches. You made sure you built with coaches and players and parents and all those things, all of above. If you're still in this recruitment, that means you were there for the long haul. And so I, uh, I know I'm ready and eager to see where it ha- see where it goes.
0: Well, it looks like I, I, I may have made a mistake. I put the wrong address for some folks to watch in and tune in, uh, to this on into on inside Texas. I'm going to repost that link, uh, in, uh, some people are trying to get in backstage. I actually posted our link that we're supposed to be on instead of the public link, uh, but we'll get that figured out and uh, back on the uh, up up uh, up on the uh, inside Texas site. Uh, but you're what you're watching right now are highlights of Caden Durham, the running back out of uh, Duncanville. He's expected to announce between LSU, A&M, and OU. LSU right now uh, the uh, unquestioned leader in that one. And then we're gonna see Colin Simmons and his announcement just three minutes away now. Uh, from between Miami, LSU, and the Texas Longhorns, uh, the two Duncanville players among the nation's most highly recruited players. Simmons, of course, number five overall. Uh, Justin, anything else you had to add on this as far as whether or not Durham's decision might affect
1: Simmons's? No, no, no. First of all, these are two individual guys. Second of all, they may be teammates, but... Durham's not from Dallas. He's not from Texas. He's from Oklahoma. And so they, they've only known each other a few years. Uh, I, I think they enjoy each other's company. Obviously they, they were key components to Duncanville winning the state championship last year. The one common denominator in their de- decisions are the LSU Tigers. And so it's natural to kind of think that. Um, but I asked, you know, it's funny. I, I We talked about it this morning. I asked Kobe black, I said, you know, do you think Colin would, would, would share the spotlight on a commitment going to the same place? Do you think he would go through all this and do all this with someone doing the same stuff and Kobe's face was priceless? And it's like, no, I don't think so. And so that that to me tells me everything I need to know about if these two are attached or not.
0: All right, um, fair enough. Uh, Jerry Hamilton on site for us as well. We're just a minute and a half away now. Uh, Justin, uh, we've talked and, and looked at the, the rankings. Uh, Texas currently around 20th. In the the, uh, recruiting rankings nationwide, an addition of Colin Simmons likely puts Texas up almost an entire eight or nine spots based on the fact that right now on three in the industry rankings is only tabulating the first 15 commitments of a recruiting team. What's interesting about that is of those 15, okay, or of those 15, one of them right now for Texas is a punter. And punters only get two stars at this point. So you're going to be replacing – you would potentially be replacing Colin Simmons with a top two pick or with a top five player in the country. It will matter that much, particularly at this point in time, uh, from a national recruiting
1: ranking uh, scenario. And, and 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 for Michael Kern fans out there, because I'm telling you, he's got a giant fan club. That's nothing against Michael Kern. That guy is a tremendous prospect. He gets the two stars, but I promise you, if Jeff Banks recruited you, he's probably four stars. So, Michael Curran, just understand, we got you.
0: <laughs> uh, it's going to be interesting. I uh, hope everybody is able to get back on on the new um, on the uh, proper link. If you're on Inside Texas, Joe Cook, I believe, has just posted that for us uh, as well. Uh, so, let's see. Let's start with the uh, intro here from uh, the On Three Studios. Uh, we, we may cut back in in a second. Here's Josh Newber, Three studios here in Nashville, Tennessee. We are here for another live commitment.
2: Now we've been doing these all summer, having a great time. If you guys are joining us and you've watched before, welcome back. If you're joining for the first time, welcome in. Now, as everybody gets in, gets comfortable, do me a favor right now. Hit the like button and subscribe to the On3 YouTube page. We are here for the Duncanville doubleheader today. We're going to go live to Duncanville High School in just about four or five minutes. And as everybody gets set up, I'm going to tell you guys what we are in for today. Let's talk about it. It's a rare commitment, right? Two teammates from the same powerhouse high school committing on the same day, same ceremony. And guess what? Just to add a little bit more to it, today is also the first day of school at Duncanville High School as well. So as they get set up, we're gonna let you guys come on in and get comfortable. We're gonna get this thing underway. Let's talk about why we're here. Four star running back, Caden Durham. He's gonna be up first. He's gonna commit first in the ceremony. He goes 5'9", 195, the number eight ranked running back in the country and the 105th best player overall. Durham ran for just under 2,000 yards last season in 36 touchdowns As soon as Caden Durham makes his decision, then we're going to turn our attention to five-star plus edge, Colin Simmons. He goes six foot three, 225 pounds. He's the number one ranked edge in America in the fifth best player. Overall Simmons racked up 79 tackles last season, 33 for loss in 22 and a half sacks in the 2022 season. Now, both of these prospects were also busy during the month of June, taking multiple official visits. Let's check in on Caden Durham first, the four-star back. Hey, Matt. Start
0: of the month. Matt, our, our producer, let's let's tighten that up real quick while they're talking about Durham. Uh, we'll go back to that and bring back that in. Uh, don't worry about You can split screen it still, Matt, where we have that up so we don't miss anything on uh, Colin Simmons, if you don't mind. There you go. I, I just don't want to be talking about Caden Durham. Uh, while we could have a chance to follow up. I do want to say one thing, Sadir Mitchell back at practice t- this morning. Uh so that needs to be put out there. Uh multiple updates coming out on that uh as well as other aspects as well that we looked at that have been looked into uh this week. Uh we welcome Blake Monroe at now in. He's back. Blake, how you doing, bud? I'm here <laughs> finally.
3: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Just make a time. It sounds like. All right, let's. Look, I, I haven't hey. seen
1: you in so long. It's been. It's been years.
3: Well, I, I, hours. Long time no talk,
1: Justin. Hey,
0: let's Justin. see what they have to say <laughs> about Colin Simmons here, guys.
2: Guys have narrowed their list of finalists down to a top three. For Caden Durham, it's LSU, Texas A&M, and Oklahoma. The big question is. Will he leave the state of Texas? Do me a favor right now. I know we got a bunch of different fan bases in the comment section of this thing, and you guys know everything anyway. So leave me your final prediction on where you think Caden Durham is going to go to college. Then we go to Colin Simmons. He's narrowed his list down to a top three that involves Miami, LSU, and Texas. Where do you guys think Colin Simmons is going to go? Same thing. He's done a great job, though, of really leaving this up in the air. I don't think anybody knows where Colin Simmons is going. This is another one of those rare instances where just everybody's guessing. Let's take a look at Caden and Colin's social handles. Look at these. We're going to pull them up right now. Be sure to follow them on all platforms as their careers are just about to take off. I know today is decision day, but really, this is just the start. their college careers so we're going to hear from them here shortly the guys are getting set up as we speak and we'll go to duncanville high school in just a couple minutes the impact of these recruitments are going to be felt coast to coast the implications will destroy some recruiting boards and make some recruiting classes now as we get set at duncanville high school we're going to check in with shay dixon from the bengal tiger Shay wanted to bring you on and just get your opinion. I mean, you're you've been covering Colin Simmons and Caden Durham for how many years now? Oh, unmute
0: yourself. You're hey, on two for both these guys. since they go back on this turn Of course, people that are familiar with uh, on Texas football know that Shay Dixon was here on Texas football last week talking about this very recruitment. Uh Justin and Blake, we expect uh Caden Durham, the running back out of Duncanville, to go to LSU, correct?
1: I do, yes. I, I think so. And, and and Oklahoma made a push. You know, that he's from Oklahoma, that's where he grew up. And, and I think OU was in the mix. But once they grabbed Taylor Tatum, the tailback out of Longview, I think that, that Durham kind of shifted. And, and once he made that trip down to, to, to Baton Rouge, I think that sealed the deal. So my, my bet would be LSU.
0: Yeah, and Justin, just to be clear on this, Texas did offer Durham a scholarship, but never really pushed because of Christian Clark and Jarrett Gibson and their preference with those two, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so we're likely going to see Caden Durham here commit soon uh, to LSU uh, as well. Uh, Blake, you were on the live stream with me this morning. Uh, What was your general take on Texas fandom right now and what they're (laughs) thinking I mean, we've been around. We've both been around the block. All three of us have, as far as recruiting is concerned. How big is this recruitment for Texas?
3: I wanted to say the biggest in a while, but you got to go back one year to Arch Manning. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, obviously a little bit bigger there, but I mean, it almost has that that feel, you know, that where it's there's just so much excitement. I mean, you you look at it, the message boards, you look at Twitter, any kind of social media. I mean, even the chat that we had on the live stream earlier, it's just filled with with tons of excitement and people are, I mean, it's almost like game day kickoff. It, it's crazy.
0: It really is. And I, and you know, the thing about it, Justin, last year, Arch Manning just kind of announced there was no culmination, yeah. right? Exactly. No build up. I think that because of that, what we're seeing right now is more of this culmination of a recruitment uh, that is more, uh, I, I would just basically say uh, more in, in line with what we believe it's going to be and how it's going to be. Correct.
1: Absolutely. Like that, that's the, that's kind of the buildup to this. Like that, that's exactly where I think we're standing with, 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 with Colin and with this group, you know, Durham is one of those, like you said, Texas offered Durham. That was great. They didn't really push much past that. I think I talked to him at Texas relays, but Colin's one that, you know, he, he, he makes an impact throughout this class. Arch, there was no buildup. He did it out of nowhere. Colin is at least letting us have that anticipation, Colin's building. And I think we wouldn't have it any other way. If y'all thought two years ago, Colin Simmons wasn't going to do this. You never paid attention to recruiting in Colin Simmons. This is his M.O. in life. He does things big. He's an alpha male through and through. And so I, I like that there's some buildup here. I like that, that there's some anticipation. And I really like that nobody truly knows yet. Hey, I've got to add this late break. You see Shay
0: Dixon on here right now. And he's talking about Caden Durham. Shea, just moments ago, switched his crystal ball or his RPM pick from LSU to Texas. Now, Billy Embody, the other LSU writer at the Bengal Tiger, previously had his on LSU. He switched his to Texas this morning. So both LSU writers have now switched from LSU to Texas. Got to wonder, does this mean it's Texas? We don't know. Uh, Is Miami, how much of a factor are the Miami Hurricanes? Because we know uh, by by some reporting from 24-7 that Simmons was in contact with Miami's head coach, Mario Cristobal, last night. We do not know what's going to happen here. So just to be clear, this is not one of those where we're actually changing or thinking that we know and hiding it from everybody. Yes, there's been conversations behind the scenes, but we don't have, we're not, I and mean, we're pretty dialed in on this. Don't get me wrong, but we're not sitting here saying, "Oh, he's just, we're just doing this," and this is actually going to be a surprise to us, whichever way uh, Colin Simmons puts his hat or whatever he does, puts a baseball bat or a baseball jersey or whatever on the table. <laughs> we just don't know how he's going to how he's going to do it, Justin. Uh, all right, um, Blake, your thoughts right now. Uh, we're talking uh, to both Blake Monroe and Justin Wells. Of InsideTexas.com. Your thought right now, let's go ahead and listen to this young man and give him his time. Actually, looks like he's going to announce his decision here. Wow, they're not, it's not as packed as Jerry said. It looks like they're not allowing people behind them.
4: Uh, We've had a bunch of downs, but at the end of the day, it's all about dunking, it's all about the team, it's all about the family.
0: That's Sam Spiegelman that of r 3 right? sitting next to Caden Durham. Because
5: I'm anxious just like everybody here. So, there's no
6: Thank you, Coach Samples. We're here with the number eight running back in the country, Caden Durham. State champion, we all remember what you did in AT&T last year, but now it's your decision day. How are you feeling?
5: Uh, I'm feeling real confident and calm by my decision
6: today. You got hats for, for Texas A&M, for Oklahoma, and for LSU. What about those three schools? Made them finalists for you, Caden?
5: Uh, I say that I trust the coaches to get me where I need to be in the future.
6: With that being said, the, the moment is yours.
5: I got the speech. Got of speech. All right. Uh, first, I like to thank the men above. Go Without him, none of this be possible. And then I like to thank my mom, father, so being there for me because she sacrificed a lot of her time for me to be where I am today. Next, I like to thank my dad for, for introducing me to the game and giving me all the tools in life to be successful. Uh, I like to thank my godmom and my family and friends for being there for me when I was down. Also, I like to thank uh, my aunt for, for answering the phone when I needed him. You know, we liked them. you know, I got them. I want like to thank all the coaches from uh, Little League, the middle school, the high school, like Coach Hodge, Coach Marcus, Coach Terry, Coach Wright. Then Coach Simp, Coach O'Dell, Coach Martinez, Coach P. Money, Coach Brown. Uh, then I don't think track coaches and athletic trainers, especially Missy. I uh, I don't think the principal, the teachers, but last but not least, I don't thank Miss Butts for being there for me since my sophomore year. You know, academics, sports, and just life and period, you know, it's always been someone i come and talk to no matter the situation. But uh, with that being said, uh, for the next three to four years,
0: we expect this to be LSU, guys.
1: Dang, Bobby! i just thought. Well, i just teasing. Well, they, they can't. Dress? They can't hear me oh, on their. Uh, their I problems. know that. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> We've been. <laughs> I've been on like four of these in
6: twelve hours. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're oh. gone.
1: He goes to
6: the boot.
2: Caden Durham to the boot commits to LSU in front of the Duncanville crowd. He looks like an LSU running back. Let's see if we get Caden to come sit back down
0: next to Sam. All right, we can pull that off right now. To all, right, all right, turn off that sound. Uh, so Caden Durham, as expected, commits to LSU. Uh, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how this goes, guys. Uh, they're they're uh, the Longhorns now, kind of following path of what we expected. Durham goes to LSU and we've said, no, this doesn't matter. Uh, we don't think it matters much if, if uh, Colin Simmons or if J- Caden Durham goes to LSU, what is it? How does it affect Colin Simmons? But now we're going to see whether it really does or not. Justin, now that he's actually pulled the trigger.
1: Listen, if Colin, I've seen this happen with a few, re- few recruiting announcements where they pull out an animal from the school so if you see a Bengal tiger coming being wheeled in behind it's time to go I got and again, it again if you see a, a big <laughs> Bebo looking longhorn come through the door you might have your
0: you might have a hint all right looks like Sam is now getting ready for to go over and talk to Colin Simmons let's go ahead and go back to Josh Newberg
2: Simmons, but let's talk a little bit about the Caden Durham commitment the Tigers get their first running back commit of the 2024 cycle Shea Dixon earlier on just said how important Caden Durham was to this class and the Tigers get their guy he's 5'9 195 brings power and speed to the position Now let's take a quick look at the on three industry rankings where LSU jumps four spots with the addition of Caden Durham they were 10 now six now of course The dogs are still on top. You got Ohio State, Alabama, Florida, Florida State. Then LSU slides in there at six, followed by Michigan. It's a a nice top 10. We'll see if LSU can improve their standing even further with the addition of Colin Simmons. We're getting to get set up right now to go see what the five-star plus edge from Duncanville High School has to say. He's got three finalists, Miami, Texas. And LSU, all three are viable candidates. He took officials to Miami and Texas. He has not taken an official visit to LSU. We'll see how that or if that plays into today's decision. But we do know how important of a piece Colin Simmons is to whichever team he chooses to commit to today. Six foot three, 225 pounds. Colin Simmons racked up 22 and a half sacks. As a junior last year, not even into his senior year yet, and Colin Simmons is already one of the best pass rushers in America and highly coveted. Now, are we ready? Are we ready to go back to Duncanville High School?
0: I'm hearing there's an SMU hat on the table too, guys. There's Sam
2: Spiegelman. You got Colin Simmons to his right. Colin looks like he's having a great time. Doesn't look like there's any pressure on him today. Sam, are we ready?
6: I think we're ready. You ready, Colin? You heard that. We're here with the number one edge rusher in the entire country, Colin Simmons. He's got hats for Texas. He's got hats for LSU. And he's got a hat for Miami. And he snuck a hat for SMU in there too. How you feeling today, Colin? I feel amazing.
7: I feel blessed to be in front of my friends and family. And make this big decision.
6: Of all these hats on the table, what are these schools to, to do to capture, capture your attention, but also the attention of your family? Because we know that's important to you. Like you
7: said, family. The most important thing to me, like they all took care of my family and just showed love to my family. And that just meant a lot.
6: Well, the moment is yours, Colin. Take it and run.
7: Of a speech. Absolutely.
6: Okay.
7: Oh, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to give honor and glory to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I wouldn't be here where I'm at in life without him. I'd like to thank my family, especially my late great-grandmother, Ormae Thomas, and my late-grandfather, Paul Clarkson, who instilled, who instilled in me the courage and strength to be great, who also were the first ones to have faith and believe in me. I'd like to thank my grandmother, Ramona Clarkson, for her unwavering prayers. Shout out to my aunts, Ari and Gavin Clarkson. Shout out to all the coaches who've invested in me, guided and developed in me since Little League to high school, especially my Little League coach, Coach Lona. And my head football coach, Coach Reginald Samples, And my position coach and also Coach Gabriel. I also want to give thanks to my step-pops who made me play football, even though I didn't want to. I cried for like two weeks straight, I swear. (laughs) Shout out to my second family. Y'all know who y'all are. I wouldn't be here without y'all. I promise y'all wouldn't. Shout out to my, last but not least, shout out to my little bro who inspires me to continue to outwork me. I mean... Shout out to my little brother who inspires me to continue to outwork myself every day, and to my beautiful queen, my mother, Miss Monica, who has supported me and guided me in every dream I've had, who stood by my side no matter what, who's done the best to raise me since birth. My brother and my mother are my why, why I continue to wake up and better myself each and every day and be the best person that I know I can be. I love y'all. With that being said, I'd like to announce my commitment to the oh boy.
0: Oh, guys! In there, in there, in there right there. That's there. a that. This looks like a Miami one to me. What is it going go to be? What did he say, guys? Texas, Texas it is. Big Collins one for the Longhorn. There you go. There it is. I thought he wow,
2: was what do double the double Longhorn hat trick, guys. well. Wells, your heart skips a beat there,
0: bud. Thank God. Justin, did your heart skip a beat
1: there? Yes. <laughs> I want to say other words, but I know we're on live and it's a family channel.
0: <laughs> Justin <laughs> Wells, big pickup, Longhorns here he is. Let's listen in.
7: And to the last last little moment like the last the last second, the last minute of the day and I just I want to take care of my family. That's it. And I feel like Texas put me in the best position to take care of them.
6: And yeah. Thanks so much, Colin. Congratulations. Go celebrate.
3: Wow.
6: Well, big one.
0: Blake, why don't you take it from here? Or wait, let's listen to Josh a little bit. Oh right there.
2: An amazing commitment ceremony. Thank you, Sam Spiegelman. Thank you to everybody at Duncanville High School that made that come to fruition. A special day for both Caden Durham and Colin Simmons. Let's bring on Shay Dixon from the Bengal Tiger here on the On3 Network to react.
7: Uh, go ahead Go
2: ahead and pass I this one off. Go we go can, off get, we can go off
0: the On3 feed now. I think we got it from here, fellas.
1: Matt, you can close that one down. Guys, Woo. one horse ground, I was Colin hey, Simmons. I was sweating SMU. I swear to God. <laughs> I thought Sherwood Blunt
3: was walking through that door.
7: oh man i was
3: was watching y'all y'all's faces trying to get y'all's reaction and then y'all's are like the same as mine that was terrible for a minute (laughs) that was absolutely awful for those split 10 seconds or so hey real quick bobby I, i gotta say this um Right now, we have so many chats coming in. Our chat stream's actually a little messed up, so I'm having to kind of watch everybody's chats on the phone so if they can just bear with me. I do want to give a quick shout-out to Polk Casino and Edmund Lee for the super chats. I promise you I will try to get to those. Uh, but, yeah, just absolutely amazing <laughs> right there, Bobby. As hey, Blake, let's go, to,
0: let's go to Jerry Hamilton from the scene right now. Jerry, you're live. Go for it. You got Colin Simmons right there with his little brother. He's hiding his face a little bit. A little camera shy.
7: Look,
0: do this. Oh, going up the hook of horns for everybody. There you go, Jerry. Jerry, you're live there. Tell us what's going on, man. You can hear us. Jerry, tell us what's going on. Jerry, can you hear us? I can't
4: really hear y'all, but I hope y'all can see what I'm
0: bringing. Yep. Go for it, dude. Just keep going. I think everybody understands what you're trying to get at. Um, Well, hey, Jerry, signal us whenever you need us to get you back in and be the lead on it, okay? Okay.
3: It looks like Jerry's right. trying to get Colin for a quick interview. Blake, you go ahead and lead the way right now, bud. All right, guys. Well, let's just go ahead and, and start. I mean, Justin, Bobby, how big, in y'all's sense, of a commitment is this for the Longhorns? I mean, obviously a position a of need, thing. but just you know, how big is this for Texas?
0: It's ginormous. I mean, I think this is the. We're looking for this. Uh, looks all looks there, like he's going to do some uh, more photos, but. Uh, My point being here is that it's big, Blake, from the the standpoint uh, maybe of, uh, uh, I guess, adding a profile to the class that jumps this in the team recruiting rankings pretty significantly, pretty quickly, right? And so my thought process on all of this is exactly what we're thinking right now. Uh, Jerry and and those guys, Jerry, can you hear us now or not? Looks like Jerry's going You're in and, and out. Theory. That's fine. Uh, getting a lot of after after uh, feedback and stuff on this. Uh, Justin Wells, your thoughts on this commitment, buddy?
1: Yeah, um, if, if I'm if I'm preoccupied, I apologize. I'm I'm Mr. Doing all these things the behind the scenes. Um, I feel good about my pick a month ago. <laughs> and I will say this. Listen, Colin did a great job keeping everybody on edge. Colin did a great job not tipping his hat to a lot of people. But I, I love the fact that there were there were a couple close to him that just sort of felt like after his official visit to Texas that that was probably going to be the spot. There was nothing guaranteed. We, we knew that. This is Colin Simmons, for Christ's sake. We know how this is going to go. We didn't know for sure. But after that official visit, Bobby, that was it. And I guess you can say it now since it's done. He gave a silent commit to the Longhorn staff on that official visit. But he also gave one to LSU. He (laughs) did, but he didn't commit to LSU. Oh, I I (laughs) just (laughs) committed to (laughs) Texas. Fair enough. (laughs) If you were wondering where some of our confidence was coming, it was that. There was a lot of facets to this one. But Blake made a good point. Arches kind of came out of nowhere. This one built up with some anticipation. It's a fantastic day for Texas fans, especially Steve Sarkeesian and these guys. They're getting the guy they need. They need a guy to get to the pe- to the to, to the to the quarterback. That's it, Bobby. They've got guys at every other spot. Colin Simmons fills that role. And like I told you this morning, he's gonna walk into that locker room in a couple days and he's gonna start pointing out guys. Decorey and Moore, grab your stuff. JV on holiday, I need you to get your bag because he's gonna bring some dudes with him.
0: <laughs> Justin, uh, talk, talk about those are both 2025 names. Who in the 2024 class, we mentioned Kobe Black this morning, that that might have an impact on the defensive back out of Waco Conley. Other guys now on the hook for Texas that the Longhorns are going to try to now take this another level each and every each and every week in every way
1: possible. Kobe Black, I think it helps with him. Obviously, Kobe's his own man. And so please understand Kobe going to do what's best for him. But I, I do feel like it does help in that regard. Um, you know, if anything, it's going to help with the I-20 corridor. It's going to help with keeping those Dallas-Fort Worth kids in Austin. You know, you know, it, it, it may not affect a lot of 2024. It might have. We, we, that remains to be seen. Wardell Mack might be in a decision away in, in the next month. We know Dominic McKinley's got a decision coming in, in September 1st. We know Texas has some more lures on the line, but at, at, at this time, I, I feel like it, it, it's just—it's—it's it's hard to quantify, Bobby. It, it really is. It—we'll—we'll it, we'll see. We'll see how it helps. But I do think keeping those Metroplex kids happy is huge because now Jontae Cook and Anthony Hill and Manny Muhammad and Trey Weiser—all these guys are playing together now. They're staying together, and to me, that's how you—we've seen. Right, hey, we right got. Hey, we're breaking in here. We got our man here we want to talk to,
0: who's this guy right here that made uh, some Texas fans pretty happy today? Colin! (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, Colin?
7: I'm doing great. How about y'all?
0: Good, doing good. Tell us about your decision and why it came down (laughs) to Texas. And I'm going to be honest, the jersey looks pretty darn good on you, son. (laughs)
7: Thank you, thank you. Um, Honestly, Family, family. When I had to think about when it came down to it, I just had to think about family and what's best for my family and what's the best position my family can be put in. And Texas is the best position that that is. Gotcha. Uh, now you, go ahead,
0: Jerry oh, I was gonna say, hey,
1: Colin, good to see you again, bud. Um, when did you know
7: it was gonna be the Texas Longhorns? Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday like it came it came to the last day it, it's not that i rushed my decision it's just that i had to get it over with and because it's been a stressful it's been a stressful a stressful process blah, blah, a stressful process and i seen my mom stressing and it just came to the wire between lsu and texas and you know we're gonna forever have love for for louisiana and I promise you, my mom still loves Louisiana right now to this day, to this second. And
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, well, look, here it is. Collins, the number one rated player in the state of Texas, a defensive end edge prospect. Texas has uh, been been a team that's been wanting someone that could really dominate at that position. Uh, You come in with all of the accolades, and it's well-deserved. You had 33-and-a-half tackles for loss last year, 22 sedats, helped lead the team to a state championship. Uh, What are y'all's goals for this year, Colin, uh, on the football field as y'all get going back in school today as the first day of school? Repeat that one more time. All right, yeah, just what are y'all's goals for this year? Uh, Is it to repeat as state champs? Y'all are are, – the defending state champions right now. What's your goal? You already answered it. You already answered. <laughs> it. We're gonna repeat this thing, and we're gonna go get it again. This we're gonna go get our I gotcha. second ring. Gotcha. Back right, to real that. quick. There's Coach go Sample ahead, there. There he is. Right. Jerry. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. Jerry, your thoughts on on the commitment as well, and tell. Make sure you tell Colin. Thank you for us as well. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. Look, I, I, it's a huge day uh, for University of Texas football. Um, Steve Sarkeesian continues to check all the boxes, right? Um, you, you knew he was going to recruit, uh, load up the quarterback room, the offensive line with Kyle Flood, the wide receiver position, uh, but now it's they, they're on the defense. Anthony Hill in the last class, Malik Muhammad. You know this is the best pass rusher you can recruit out of the state of Texas, and they got it, and they added him to the program. So it's an absolutely huge win for Steve Sarkeesian and staff guys, and. Um, a uh, big day for the Longhorns and congrats, all the Texas fans out there.
0: Yeah, big one. Hey, Jerry, uh, I asked Justin the same question. How many do we think he has an impact on other players potentially joining the Longhorn
4: class? Well, I think that it adds so much momentum to the Texas class. I mean, that's the reality. That adds a ton of momentum. Um, you know, Arch Manning committed in late or mid late June last year, and that gave Texas early momentum. Texas had to wait a little longer to grab the momentum. Um, in this one, and I think Colin has got a great voice in recruiting, similar to Jonte Cook. Um, these DFW guys are all together now. They're going to keep recruiting other players in this clash class, and I guarantee you, it doesn't hurt Texas chances. That's what I can tell you, guys. I got to get back to this PC, but I'll be back on the live stream in a little while. All
0: right, thanks, thanks, Jerry. <laughs> I, hey guys, I, I got to say this real quick uh, because of this commitment, uh, we've got a flash sale. Now on Inside Texas, uh, sign up uh, for $1 for one month. Uh, Eric Dahlien, our publisher, worked this out. So you guys, if you want to get all of the uh, Colin Simmons and further recruiting information, it's just for today, $1 for one month uh, special offer. Blake, take it, buddy.
3: All right, guys. We have a couple of super chats that I want to get to. Again, we apologize. We're having some problems with, with the chat system. So I'm having to go off my phone. I I will try to get to all these that I can. Um, guys, the first one comes from William Niche. He says bigger recruiting win than Arch? I say yes for a variety of reasons. What are y'all's thoughts on that? You can make an argument
1: Colin is the arch of defense. You can make a, like an it. argument that that's the sort of impact. Now, Arch Manning had obviously the legacy, the name, all the hoopla around everything, number 1 player in this in, in the country, stuff like that. But Collins is kind of your arch of defense because Colin Collins one of those guys he, he you know he may not have had uncles that played in the NFL, but this dude can get to the quarterback like it's his job, and and that is ultimately what it matters, what it comes down to. And so, is it as big as Arch? I don't know if it's as big, but I feel like it's it, it's the it's the simpatico version. It's the counter the counter offer of it. And so, to me, it's the Arch on defense, Mister Simmons.
0: <laughs> Look, I think it matters because he's in state too, right? Right, uh, Justin. That's a big one because if he's not in state, Justin. It doesn't necessarily, like, I think Cedric Baxter last year, huge one. DeAndre Robinson this year from Florida, huge in so many ways because it put him over the top, uh, started that that uh, putting him over the top on the defensive line. At the same time, Calvin Banks was late, uh, DJ Campbell late in the process. This gets them going before their senior seasons. So as some other guys are making decisions, it will matter uh, quite a bit. Blake, back to you, bud. All
3: right. Uh, Jay Johnson here um, just w- gave a super chat saying, the kid's already putting on a show. Hook them. So we appreciate you, Jay. And then I got to give a big, big shout out, guys, to DWill 459 $100 super, sat, super chat saying, giving Colin a $100 handshake for me with two hook them signs. <laughs> <So Dwheel. laughs> we appreciate that. And then we have another question here, guys. That's a super chat. And again, I am so sorry. I'm having to scroll through my phone. Uh, this one from Edmund Lee. He says, "With Colin Simmons signing, who will want to be on this Texas defense?" I mean my my immediately
0: my immediately immediate thought goes to Dominic McKinley, mm-hmm. Wardell Mack, uh, and uh, uh, T.J. Lindsey. Uh, potentially, Kobe Black, as there Justin go. has already said I, there that. We go. <laughs> uh, Justin Justin and I have talked about this, and he said it earlier today. Kobe Black and uh Kobe Black and Colin Simmons are friends. Not it's not a it's not a long time friendship, but they've kind of met each other through this recruiting process, right? They're they both bonded. five stars, both from the state of Texas. They've been to some visits together. I think this one registers with that one,
3: Blake. And Edmund. Definitely. All right, then we have, well, give a quick shout out to Jerry King as well. He had a super chat uh, just, asked, you know, supporting uh, on Texas football. So, thank you, Jerry. We definitely appreciate that. And we might be able to get a
0: keg at the next – hey, by the way, we might get a, be able to get a keg officially with that $100 super chat. Uh, we're going to need it with IP our publisher. Sure.
3: But that that's why we're number one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and that's, that's all the super chats I see, guys. Um, if, if I did miss one, please let me know in the chat because, like I said, we're having some some issues. There are some comments, guys, that I'm finding interesting. Uh, a lot of people are saying that Ryan Wingo was actually watching the live stream, paying attention to it, and I guess maybe even making some comments. I don't know, but kind of a connection there to keep an eye on. Ryan Wingo is not, it's not in stone, but he is set to,
1: to be in Austin for the Texas-Wyoming game. I believe it's week three. Um, Talked to him two days ago. He's looking forward to that. He continues to talk to Sark and and Coach Jackson. Him and Chris Jackson are really starting to hit it off. Look, Wingo's going to go the distance as of right now, but Texas really put themselves in a great spot with Wingo. We talked about McKinley. We talked about Wardell Mack, Kobe Black. We didn't think about the other side of the ball. And the truth is Ryan Wingo is paying attention to everything. He knows what receivers have committed to Tennessee. He knows what running backs have committed to Oklahoma and Missouri, and he knows what receivers are headed to Texas. This guy pays attention to stuff, and that's a good note.
0: Well, I, I tell you what, if
3: he's involved <laughs> like that, it's going to be fun. Go ahead, Blake. I'm sorry. Uh, so, uh, no, you're good, Bobby. Uh, Ethan Wells has a pretty good question. He said, you know, hypothetically, if y'all are the Texas recruiting staff, who's the next prospect that you would turn your sole attention to? I wouldn't turn my sole attention to anyone, ever. You just don't
0: do that. Um, But I get what he's saying. I think Dominic McKinley becomes a big piece of it. I think the two cornerbacks. uh, And then you're looking for difference makers right now, guys. Whether that's Brandon Baker at offensive tackle, Ryan Wingo at wide receiver. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian set this up so that the big dogs were going to commit later in the process. And that's what we're seeing with Colin Simmons now, the first one off the board and perhaps the biggest of all.
3: Uh, we got another super chat that just rolled in from Bingle. Uh, thank you, Bingo. He says, "What a day!" Shout out to my guy Bobby Burton and joined by Justin Wells of Inside Texas. So thank you, Bingo. We appreciate the support. Returning the and, shout uh, out, Bingo. Appreciate it. <laughs> and then HuffTex, you put in one as well, but I don't see a question with it, so I'm going to wait a minute just to see if we get that to come across before I come back to that. Um, well, let me ask you all this guys. You know, especially you, Justin. You're covering recruiting. Who could you see? Because we're getting this question a lot. As the next domino that falls, the recruiting domino after this one. You know, just just from I, I think you're looking at Dominic McKinley.
1: Now, does that mean nothing's going to be announced between now and September 1st? Absolutely not. I think more of these kids are starting to shut down the process, get their spot, and get ready for their senior year. Especially since so many of them enroll early. But Dominic McKinley's the next scheduled guy. Do I think that's absolutely next? You know, anything can happen, but we know that that's going to happen. We know Texas is in a great spot there. They're battling OU, in-state LSU, Texas A&M. And so if, there, if there's a guy that I would just pick right up, like what domino could be affected, think about it like this. Alex January, defensive lineman out of Duncanville, jumps in. Colin Simmons jumps in. Those are, those are line mates at Duncanville. What's the one selling point you could tell Dominic McKinley? We need to meet you in the middle. and and then this D-line gets downright nasty. Listen, Sark and company went into Louisiana last year and took the best two prospects on the board, Arch Manning and Derek Williams. Don't get it twisted. Sark's going to try to do that again.
0: <laughs> Five star out of Lafayette, yep. Louisiana, defensive tackle. Uh, big
3: would be a huge win Diana. For the
0: world. Yep. <laughs> All
3: right. Well, obviously, with that commitment, Texas is going to shoot up in the recruiting rankings. We're getting <laughs> lots of questions about that, too. Have those been put out yet? Do we know? Uh, I'm looking at Matt yeah. on. Uh, hey,
1: I gotta, I got an answer for that, Bobby. I actually
3: wrote that earlier
1: today. There needed to be a few tweaks because of, of Durham and Simmons' commitments. Joe Cook is going to be publishing my story on that within the minute. So just hold tight and get back to Inside Texas. If you're not here, you better be at Inside Texas. That's all I know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, we got a super chat from Joe Cook. (laughs) (laughs) Joe's supposed to be getting married on Saturday, and he's got time to do this. He says, are y'all having as much fun as I am? (laughs) <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't know. I, I remember,
0: I, I don't know. I don't remember all of my wedding. Well, I'll just put it that way. I was uh, still <laughs> hung over from the night before, I believe,
1: uh, but uh, no. Let's put uh, Let's put it in, per- in perspective. Honestly, Joe, appreciate you. Love you. But let's put it in perspective. Colin Simmons to Texas is huge. Ginormous. It can be a, a foundational piece of this 2024 cycle. We'll be talking about this for years. The real winner is Joe Cook. He he met a beautiful girl who is smart, intelligent, family oriented, special. He ripped through the official visit process. He did the in-home visits. He made sure he, he made sure he offered early. He was in that evaluation early and often. And I think Joe Cook deserves credit. Texas and Sark, they nailed a five-star in Colin Simmons. Joe Cook got a five-star in Meg McIntyre. This is a win-win, guys. <laughs>
3: All right, we got a question here from uh, CW, and CW says, can you all speak on what it was that won over Simmons? You know, I asked him that just now. Justin, if you've got the answer, you go ahead, buddy. Yeah,
1: you know, Joe Joe and I talked about that on this morning's uh, question answered, the highly popular, popular, very anticipated, every Thursday morning, questions answered. Be sure and check it out on Texas Football. He asked me flat out, what are the reasons? And I told him, number one was mama. Like, Colin made me look good. I said number one was mama, little brother, family overall. Colin has always been that way. Number two was early impact and being that missing piece. I really think Colin likes knowing if he goes to LSU, he's gonna be a, he'd been a stud, but you're kind of in line. There's a depth chart there because they do well on the edge. Texas for on the other end, they they recruit there well, but they don't have that hop, They don't have that that big dog, that that alpha male. And Colin Simmons feels that. So number two is going to be just that early impact and being that missing piece. And the number three, I didn't I didn't dance around it. It was NIL. And these elite prospects in these top one or two percent of prospects, NIL is going to be a factor. Was it the most important? Absolutely not. Anybody that's covered or known Colin for years knows that's not the case. But to think that it's not involved in the it's not a data point in his decision is silly. Those were the top three things, in my opinion. What do you think, Bobby?
0: Uh, I agree with you on family. I think uh, being in Texas, in-state guy, close to his uh, family, being in the SEC has been mentioned as well. Uh, But I also think comfortability with the coaching staff. Hey, by the way, I just got a text. Uh, Apparently, they had a party in the office today at the University of Texas football staff when this was announced. Just so you know. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if they're going to share any of those photos or what have you or videos on Twitter or wherever the, the social media staff for Texas will. But apparently there was a little uh, a little uh, hubbub today in Austin. For good reason. For yes. good reason. Yes.
1: You know, those no guys need to celebrate. That. They do. Well, they because they it. realize they got to, in about an hour, they probably have a, a team meeting. Yeah, They got position meetings. And then they got to go look at film. And then you got to start preparing for tomorrow's practice. And then you get to call all the other recruits and go, hey, you saw Simmons jumped in. Who's next?
3: All right. Well, we got a, a couple more super chats, guys. This first one's actually from an LSU fan, I believe, and it's, uh, he says Texas, Texas got got him because of coaching turnover. Not yeah. sure. <laughs> I think no, they, they could be right
0: to that degree because yeah. LSU's went through two or three different line coaches. They still don't have they 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 elevated a guy from their uh, off field staff to their uh, on field staff to be defensive ends coach. I definitely think continuity in that regard helped Texas. So he's not entirely wrong, but it wasn't – that's not necessarily why he chose Texas over everybody else. It's one of the reasons why he may not have chosen LSU.
1: It's a valid data point. It really is because there was a lot of turnover. I I, I would agree with
0: that. And
3: actually, guys, uh, to interrupt – again, I'm doing this off my phone, so bear with me. He says Texas got Derek Williams because of coaching turnovers. So going back a year there – Yeah, I don't necessarily
1: agree with that one. Terry Joseph was in on (laughs) on Williams early, and then when Arch jumped in, it it became kind of a powwow. They kind of clicked a little bit more, and so I don't think the coaching turnover had as much to do with Derek Williams as it may have with
3: Colin. Joseph did a really good job there. He needs credit there. For sure. All right, then we got another super chat from Tokyo Astro, um, and he says, who wins the SEC championship in 2025? (laughs) <laughs> wow, I don't know. Georgia's probably gonna be in it.
1: Uh I'll say Georgia against somebody.
0: I'll say Texas is gonna have the best quarterback room. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So never they bet against quarterback. Never bet against quarterback, the best quarterbacks.
3: All uh, right, Bobby, we got a lot of people asking if you're going to try to get Colin on for an interview at some point, like you have the other commits. A full Yeah, o-
0: obviously we will. He's The one thing about it nowadays, though, guys, is now that they're in practice, it's going to make it a little bit more difficult, but we did have him just briefly on this show. Matt, our producer, will make sure that we uh, bookmark that, and I'll also place it, uh, we didn't get to talk to him long, only about two or three questions, but certainly we will but given the fact that it's now football season, it's harder for us. It's going to be harder for them to join us because their time is stretched so much. But we'll try. Definitely, uh, really appreciate those interviews. And I will say this, just from the little that's the first time I've talked to Colin Simmons, guys, on this on that interview. I would say mm-hmm. he kind of fits in. It looks like with the other guys that that we've interviewed on this. I mean, right? He well spoken, thankful, gracious. All of those things. Yeah. I'm gonna give. Yeah. I'm
1: gonna give away something that my uh, my my. You know, I'm gonna give away something. The last four times I've seen Colin, gone to see him, bumped into him in different places. We we bumped into each other in random places. Last four times I've seen Colin, I have not interviewed him. And I and the reason why is because you know what he kind of told us he was starting to get a little anxious, a, a lot of stress. He was starting to stress out his mom and stuff. Mm-hmm. There was a time, May and June, where it, it, he hit a wall, especially at the end of June. I feel like the hell, he hit a wall. And I told him, each time I saw him, I said, man, I would love an interview, but if you're not into it, you and I can just sit here and talk for 10 or 15 minutes. And that's what we did. The, I haven't interviewed Colin the last four times I've talked to him, just because he was so burned out, and it was so much coming at him. And I wanted to give him that cushion. I wanted him to know, look, look I, we get it. I know it's a lot. It, 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 it can be a lot. And so... I think I, I love that I did that because in the end of the day, I can still talk to Colin. I've known this kid almost four years now. I've known his mom for, for a while. And now when I get to go co- cover Duncanville this year and get to go watch him, I'm going to make up for some of those non-interviews. I'm going to look at him and go, <laughs> okay,
3: the last three months, I ain't sticking a phone in front of you. Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, we got a couple more super <laughs> chats. Uh, this first, another one from Tokyo Astro. He says, Colin Simmons, Texas comparison. Go. I, this is going to, the guy that he reminds me most
0: of as a player is someone that's old, that it's going to be taking you guys back. And that is Tony Brackens. Tom. Uh, yeah, I don't know that he's, I don't know that he's Tony Brackens from a meanness perspective, because I'd have to see that. But that's the kind of pass rusher he is. Brackens a rack, a-, a little bit of a rack maybe. Maybe I, not a I, like a I like more of a rackpo.
1: I like more of a rackpo, but they have similar builds, similar, similar forms. Actually, Colin is quite larger than Brian Arakpo when when Brian enrolled to, to give right. you a, a comparison. And so you're right though about Tony Brackens. That dude had a different disposition. Like he he literally wanted to hurt you. And um Colin's got a little bit of that. He's a little bit more of a finesse guy,
0: though. Yeah, well, he's got more speed than Tony. Tony was really quick, but not necessarily fast, fast. Right, um, well, but Tony was large.
1: He was a he was an all pro for Jacksonville for years.
0: Yeah, now the issue with Tony was hilarious. I, not hilarious. I don't know many people know this, but ended up being a first round pick, Jacksonville Jaguars. He was run over by a tractor when he was two years old. Broke oh, his back.
1: Wow. Yeah, but did you see the tractor? <laughs> Everybody tells that story, and they don't—they—they they forget to mention the front of the John Deere is
3: still on. You know, front ends tore up.
0: Oh, Justin Wells.
3: Uh, we, going, got one, man. we got one from Bobby Miles. Thank you, Bobby. He's in completely. Colin Simmons, unrelated here, you fellas. What's the over/under for the game where Jimbo gets fired in season this year? I'm thinking game. By the end of game e- uh, game eight, excuse me. No. Jimbo's got I, another I, no. year. I, I, he's
0: got – I don't know. It depends on what they do. I, my, if they're 0-8, he'll be fine. Oh, fired. if they're
1: 0-8, he's gone. He'll be fine. But listen, Jimbo's getting another year. Next year is going to be the Jimbo year that everything is hot seat. Do they buy him out? How much money is it going to cost? Has he really already started fishing? Is he already looking at other schools like he did at Florida State? I feel like next year might be that conversation, which scares, it should scare Texas fans because I feel like Jeff Traylor is hanging out in UTSA right now just waiting for that door in College Station to open.
0: Texas fans don't need to be scared of Jeff Trailer or anybody. <laughs> let's, let's be clear. I mean, look, give I'll me I'll a great. With you, I would much. I mean, look, I mean,
1: fans go against Jim. A and M
0: and M needs to be scared of whatever Texas does, not the other way around, in my opinion. So, <laughs> yeah. Let, let's get let's get that clear. Here's the other yeah. piece I would say to that. I, I do disagree. Anything, if truth. those guys, if I think that Fisher is on the hot seat, if they don't win, <laughs> they have the pieces to win this year. They no. really do. They've got a good quarterback. They've got good receivers. Good offensive line, good defensive line. If they don't put it together this year, I absolutely could see them. And especially if Texas is getting going again, I could absolutely see them making a move. I don't know exactly what day or what game to point to, but I I could unquestionably see it.
3: All right, we got another one here from Cliff Beckham Super Chat. He says, "Great job, guys! Your coverage has been awesome. What's your over/under on five-star prospects left on the board?" Well, it went from it went from two to over two for me today. <laughs> so the, the the over/under was two
0: five stars. Now I think the over and under is three. Jo- Justin, you agree with that? <sighs> There's Mac. I got Mac over Baker, two. It is I, I feel
1: good about two. I mean, I feel good about two. So that's really feel three. good about two. Over and under is three, then. Okay. Ryan Rico you know is my I might push years. that to three. There's a receiver in St. Louis I like. I might push that to three. That's a good question.
3: Okay. Another one here from Thunder Gun. And uh, this is a question that we've actually been getting quite a bit in the chat, and I was going to get to it eventually. Um, but he says Can you guys speak to Colin saying his mom still loves the state of Louisiana to this moment? That does not sound comforting. <laughs> I, it's I think she the, likes it's part all. of this.
1: It's part of the process. You, you get a, even the schools you don't pick; those parents still like connect with those coaches, specific like two or three position coaches. I know parents with kids in Texas that still talk to those other coaches. Those, they become friends, and so that's not something to worry about. And, and in this day and age, I know everything gets magnified, but I personally wouldn't think. Look! Look! His mom loved it down there. That there's a reason LSU was the other team. It's because his mom really liked
0: Louisiana State. I, I gotta be honest, though. I think mom may have even liked Texas more. Just to. to I know mean, she did. I. Know, but well, that's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. So, to to
3: assuage some fears. I got you. Yeah, we need to, we need to mention that. <laughs> All right, we got a super chat here. For, and by the way, thank you, Thunder Gun. That apparently was his first super chat with us. So thank you very much. Uh, we got one here from Colton, and he says, how does Simmons compare to Sergio Kendall? I know Sergio was several inches taller, but the speed off the edge seems similar on tape. Well, Sergio didn't play defensive end in high school. He played middle
0: linebacker and running back. Uh, he was and he's also, running back. He, he was more of a power guy. Yeah. Power speed guy. Uh, and and Justin used this term finesse. I don't know that Colin's completely finesse. He actually will try to go through traffic and push that way, but he is more of that around the edge type where he kind of can move his shoulders and dip uh, and go, go around the offensive tackle. That's how they're different. Kendall's a little bit stronger uh, at this time uh, and played multiple positions. Colin is a true edge prospect. Uh, Kendall emerged into one or developed into one over time
3: uh, now we have another one from tokyo astro he's on a roll today and he says who has a better chance to win it this year texas or a love y'all who houston native from tokyo say that
0: say that one again i'm sorry about that
3: no it, you're it, good you're good uh it, he says who has a better chance to win it this year texas or texas a love y'all signed a houston native from tokyo I think
0: Texas has a winning the national championship or winning. He just said win it. I would say Texas <laughs> has a better shot because they have an easier path. At the same time, you never know um, who gets hot. That sort of thing, injuries. I, I would pick Texas right now,
1: though. Justin, I'm going to
3: assume you agree.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I my phone. Like I'm trying. I'm trying to. <laughs> no, I no. I, I agree. I agree. Bobby you better right. said something
3: that was right because I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now uh, the super chat from Brandon Huey um, and this is not one that that Texas fans are gonna like, but he says, what would it take for LSU to flip Colin? He seems like a loyal guy, which is why LSU staying in the fight for him scares me. I, I don't I don't look, I don't think that if
0: Texas would have lost this, they weren't going to quit. So this is this isn't abnormal. Um, I do think that this is a a pretty, uh, uh, pretty straightforward uh, piece. Uh, So uh, long story short, uh, that is that is where it's at. I I just think that I think it is what it is. People are going to continue to recruit them until they sign.
3: Mm
5: -hmm.
3: Yeah, that big of a prospect. There's no doubt about it. Okay, uh, we have a pretty good question here. This one from Dennis Donaldson and Justin. It's uh, directed toward you, and he says, "I hear a lot of people talking about Twitch. Can you kind of break down what that is?" Christian Jones spoke about Bledsoe and his amazing Twitch. Yeah, it's funny that that gets asked. I was at, somebody asked me about that the other day. Um, I'm
1: you know Jerry, can you hear us? I got you. Hey, I, I want to let Jerry start off with the Twitch, and then I'll come back through in the end, Jerry. Tell
4: me what is quick twitch? It's the fast twitch muscle fibers that create the uh, real quickness and reactive quickness and body quickness, initial quickness. It's everything about quickness. And the quicker your twitch is, uh, the quicker you are. And everybody thinks about it as a starting move. Yeah, it's your first step is twitch. I really think of twitch more so in terms of change direction. Yep. Body quickness, reactive quickness, the things that when things get in your peripheral, how quick do you react? Uh, So all that stuff together is twitch. Uh, And I thought you I I, I wasn't sure what that question was when I logged on, but I like it.
1: (laughs) I knew you'd have a better answer than me. That's why I threw it to you.
4: (laughs) Look, we're at we're at Duncanville. They're still taking photos. Colin's taking about 100 photos. It feels like Uh, Caden Durham's taking photos with family and. Um, I can tell you that the Simmons family is going to uh, is going to Texas Roadhouse to celebrate. And man, am I jealous! Give me all the rolls and the honey cinnamon butter you got. And if there's any extra, I would love it.
0: Yeah. Hey Jerry, you were there. Uh, you were you were helping the, the on three production of that. They did a nice job with it. I thought uh, it was real tight. It wasn't like long and drawn out. Uh, so congrats to you for for helping pull that off for on three today as part of your role there. Uh, What exactly were your thoughts uh, coming out of that today after talking uh, to Colin and people around Duncanville and his decision?
4: Yeah, you know, I think, look, we always said close to home was going to be a big deal in this recruitment. We've always said that, and we always maintain, at least I think Justin and I both have maintained the same things. Close to home, SDC. We talked about it, uh, Bobby, kind of in our um, video we shot previewing the commitment. The fact that Texas moved in the SEC changed the Longhorns' chances here. It really did. Texas would have been in it, but I don't think they would have won it without the move to the SEC. Uh, But So you put close to home. I just talked to his mom, uh, Monica. We're going to have that. Joe Cook's working on getting that uh, interview up on Inside Texas. Definitely go join Inside Texas today if you haven't already. Uh, Can't think of a better reason to. Uh, But she also talked about close to home. Colin talks about his mom, brother little brother, grandmother, all the time. And that two-and-a-half, three-hour drive, if they're going to live in Dallas, was a huge differentiator um, for his ability to be close to his family. Um, And, look, I'll tell you what, Monica, his mom, really spoke about Steve Sarkeesian now. In the interview that we'll post on Inside Texas, she's a big fan of Steve Sarkeesian, the way he handled this recruiting process, not just with Colin but with her. Um, Was always there to talk to her anytime she had a question. Um, would reach out just from time to time to check on her, check on Colin's little brother. Uh, Texas did a great job recruiting Colin Simmons more than just Colin himself, but his family.
3: All right. Well, uh, guys, let me. I'm going to go ahead. We're going to go ahead and let Justin sign off and. Yeah, I I'm got to, a. I've got some. I've got some stuff hitting me right now that I want to get up. I've got a handful of recruit uh,
1: commitments in this class texting me stuff about how excited they are. So I got to go to work. <laughs> <laughs>
3: go get them, Justin. Nothing but
1: love, guys. <laughs>
3: <There> <laughs> Thank you, Justin. And uh, yeah, head on over to Inside Texas here in a little bit to read that. Okay, here we go, guys. We got a couple more super chats we need to get to. This one from Thundergun. Bobby, this one's for you. He says "Here's my second super chat." Bobby saying that his mom liked Texas even more is easily ten bucks of feel good today. So (laughs) your comment, your comment about Colin Simmons' mom, obviously made him happy. And then we have another one here from Tokyo Astro, uh, and he says Simmons is the best impact to Texas defense since blank. And then he says fill in the blank for 2000 and 2010.
0: Uh, Jerry, what are your thoughts on that? I, I Anthony Hill is the most recent, right? Um, yeah, read that, read that question again. Four. Read that again. I was getting some texts. Sorry.
3: <laughs> no, no, you're good. Uh, he says, Simmons is the best impact to Texas defense since blank. It's a great question. Um,
4: I'm trying to think. Bobby, anybody come in the mind? I mean, I'm thinking Jordan Hicks, maybe, and he was hurt. Jackson Jeffcoat, maybe. Jackson Jeffcoat was ranked that high, right? I mean, yeah. he was number one kid, number one or two player in the country. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it's right in that area code. I mean, Malcolm Brown from Brenham, but that took a little time, right? But he was a five-star defensive tackle. Um, that's a great question. I, I I may have too much going on right now. Maybe I'm missing the obvious answer. Um. But, uh, you know, let's let's keep thinking about that and come back to it.
3: All right. We'll circle back. OK, uh, we have another one here and it's from Sawyer. Or I'm sorry, not another one, but a, a question from Sawyer W. And he says, does this light an even bigger competitive fire under edge prospects we already have in the program?
4: I think it always does. I mean, we talked about how Arch Manning uh, will push Quinn Ewers. I, I When you look at Nick Saban and what he did at Alabama and how he built that thing, players always talked about the competition in practice was tougher than the actual game. And that's when you really start pushing talented teams. Is when they know every day they wake up and they go to Torrey Becton's offseason program, they have to work their ass off because there's another really talented guy right next to him in line or right behind him or in front of him in line. That really does push competition. There is no doubt about it. Um, Collins is going to push guys because he'll be there in December, right? So some of these guys, they have a big season on the field, right? Collins coming in December as as an early uh, graduate. And, look, he's not coming in to be second team. He's coming in to compete right away. Let me ask you
0: Jerry, how do you think it affects any of the other edge recruits that they're recruiting right now? Is it negative, a negative for Zina Umi-Ozulu? Is it a positive for him since they're recruiting him in a different position? What's the thought? Yeah, I think that's the thing is different position. You know, if you look at one guy
4: and we'll need to check on that Solomon Williams, right? I mean, that could be the one guy that, you know, possibly uh, doesn't look at Texas the same way. Zina and Don, Danny Okoye are not the same position at edge. So I don't. Th- I think it can help with those guys. Uh, Solomon Williams, I, you'd love to get two great pass rushers in this class, but now the other teams have a song to sing, sing the Solomon Williams with uh, Colin Simmons committing to Texas.
3: Got it. And that was actually, Bobby, the question that I was going to ask because uh, Mock Snail was the one that was saying, will Texas still press for Solomon Williams now, Jerry?
4: Um, you know, I think they'll press for him because he's a tremendous pass rusher and you can't find many better than him. Uh, so I definitely think uh, they will continue um, to uh, push for him. Yes.
3: All right. We have another
4: question here. I mean, and I mean, apparently, you know, we I turn yeah. around for this and y'all can see Colin in the background while we do this.
0: Maybe. That's great. There you go. That's great.
3: So, Jerry, when, when you uh, weren't on a minute ago, we were talking about Ryan Wingo actually watching the live stream. And now we've learned yes. that Micah Hudson was also also watching it. And so Hook'em Hook from OKC wants to know if this could possibly have any help with Micah. Look, it
4: can't hurt. Uh, you're building momentum. Uh, and I'm sorry you're getting half my face here, but that's Colin and his family in the background. <laughs> and that's better than my face, I guarantee you guys. Um, uh, I Yeah, I, I think it helps. It helps with momentum. Look, I mean, and Colin's a great recruiter. He's got that jaunté personality. And this is what I said earlier on our live stream this morning. People are saying, well, who can he help flip? Don't think about who he can help flip. Think about the guys out there that are Texas top targets that he's going to try to help with. That is job number one, is to build this class into a top five class. And then you can go bigger game hunting in the end during the season.
3: Okay, we have a super chat here from H. Horn, And he says, who was most involved with landing Colin? Was it Bo, Pete, or Sark? Um, I think Sark was huge. Jeff Banks was huge. PK was
4: huge. Uh, with Colin, I think those three guys, if I heard the question correctly, I think all three of those guys yep. were huge in this recruitment. I can, I'm just telling you guys, uh, his mom really talked about Steve Sarkeesian. Steve Sarkisian hit a home run in this recruitment with Colin and the family. I think PK uh, did a good job selling the position in the Texas defense. And I think Jeff Banks has great relationships in DFW along I-20. It's a team effort to get this guy behind us back here. It's not one guy that gets the top-ranked-edge prospect in the country. Jerry, I, I was talking about
0: it. I heard some coaches at Texas had a little fun during this announcement. Uh, your, your thoughts on what Texas coaches are thinking right now uh, with the addition of Colin Simmons? Well, look, when you're going into
4: the SEC and you're going to be in, we call it recruit through the whistle, big boy battles, right? Blue chip battles, whatever you want to call it. Colin Simmons behind us here. Came down. It was an LSU bat, LSU Texas battle, but it was an SEC was going to win, and this is a massive win because it came down to Texas and LSU. Miami was a hat on the table; they weren't going to get him. Came down to Texas and LSU. But let's be real: he visited Florida twice, made an official to Alabama with Alabama multiple times. He went to Georgia. He went to all the power players in the SEC, and Texas just kept them at home. The Texas staff should. uh have a really good time in the coach's office this evening um, because the guy walking behind us about to go to Texas roadhouse right there is the best edge prospect they can recruit. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, Jerry, we got a question from you from Harris Howard. And I kind of asked this earlier uh, to Justin, but this one's a little bit modified. And he says, Jerry, besides the Louisiana guys who could be next to commit? It's a great question. Um, you know, look,
4: besides Louisiana guys. I'll turn around. I think we're about they're about to go. Um, you know, it's a great question. Um, you look at guys who could make decisions here uh, before the season, and obviously the Louisiana guys are kind of first out of my mouth here, Wardell Mack, uh, Dominic McKinley September 1st. But here's some guys that, you know, Brandon Baker looks like he's going to go into September. Um, he's got an official visit scheduled to Nebraska. But we'll see what momentum does here. I mean, Texas has a different message right now. Um, Colin Simmons is still taking photos he hadn't even picked up the phone yet right I mean so and there's probably a couple other guys I mean could Kobe Black move up his timeline I'm not ruling that out I'm not ruling that out because it gets closer to senior seasons beginning we start to see uh, some of these timelines continue to change
3: definitely all right we got a super chat here guys from Jay Padilla and thank you, Jay. And he says, aside from recruiting rankings, what does this commitment mean for PK's defense?
4: Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's great for PK's defense. Um, look, I-, I talked with uh, Nathan O'Neill, one of the top D-line trainers in the country, coaches Von Miller Pass Rush Academy, uh, had Will Anderson, a number of guys in the draft. And what he says is PK's defense, when you put an elite edge rusher out there, he becomes an elite defense. That becomes an elite defense. And people are like, well, yeah, well, that's easy to say. But, no, they have big bodies that are used as space eaters, uh, but they're athletic too. Texas recruiting guys that can disrupt out of that position as well. But then when you put that, if you can put some big body space eaters with a strong up-the-middle at middle linebacker in safety, and then when you have those guys getting vertical off the edge, that becomes a difference-maker defense uh, for Pete Kwiatkowski per Nathan O'Neill, who's tremendous at defensive line instruction. He thought this was uh, – he thinks, he told me, if Texas could beat LSU for Colin Simmons, it's going to change the face of the Texas defense in the next three years. He thinks the kid's
3: that good. Wow, that's quite the praise. There's no doubt about that. All right, guys, we got a question here, super chat here from Opethian. He says, where do you rush Simmons and heel on third and long? Uh, well, I think
0: I'm going to say this. My my opinion on that is a little bit different. I think that Hill is going to rotate back to linebacker almost exclusively next year. Simba's will be coming off the edge. So I think this year they're going to use Hill primarily in packages earlier to rush the passer. But as he really gets uh, acclimated uh, to the linebacker position long term for the college level, you'll see him naturally move back to that and as they add a guy like Colin Simmons as a pass rusher, you don't have to have, you, you can keep Anthony Hill at linebacker. You don't have to have him rushing right alongside Colin Simmons as well.
3: All right, Jerry, we have a couple of, of people that have been asking um, about Baker. And they want to know if this commitment is going to help at all with Baker. Brandon yeah, Baker.
4: Brandon Baker, look, Texas is right there. I mean, they got a legitimate shot at Brandon Baker, the number one offensive tackle in the country out a modern day. Uh, it, it's Texas, it's Ohio State, it's Oregon. And you got to throw Nebraska in there. He's got the official visit scheduled. But, look, I think Texas is similar to Colin Simmons' recruitment. I think Texas has done a very good job with Baker's family. So I think they're starting and in a really good spot. Obviously, they're related. Uh, the, the mom is related to the Akana family, who – Sister plays volleyball, and obviously Tassili's a freshman edge player at Texas. Uh, So there's a little bit of connection there. The family is getting a lot of good information on the University of Texas, and that's helping the University of Texas in this recruitment. Question is, with Oregon moving to the Big Ten, I think Oregon had slipped a little bit. I I think not knowing where you were going to play, some some of the coaching turnover on the offensive line, um, I think some of those things were hurting Oregon. Now can Oregon kind of come back? Because Oregon was the favorite in this recruitment. I think they slipped. But I think it helps Texas. It definitely doesn't hurt. It always helps the team when you pick up one of the best players in the country. It helps the Texas coaches' message. But I think as long as Texas continues to do well with Baker's family, they're going to be right there in one of two teams at the end of this.
0: Hey, Jerry, here's one that we did not mention. Uh, in Big recruitments in uh, Tokyo Astro asked it. Malikmas in 2013. Yep. Yeah, that was probably the, the last big defensive recruit uh, for the Yeah, that was Nashville in scope. They also still only had this, they only had February signing day back then, right?
4: I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a big one that I just thought about because we're thinking about this as it goes on. Uh, Brandon Jones and Nacogdoches. Okay, because yeah, you got to really remember, either. remember, you got to remember, Texags did a whole video production on this. That was what a huge recruitment in the state of Texas between A&M and Texas, and
0: I, I'm happy that we didn't get Texag today.
4: <laughs> <that way. laughs> I mean, look, look. Here's the reality. Let's right now. We're thinking back. That was a huge win for Texas at the time because Charlie Strong was up against it. Jeff Trailer had come in, and without Jeff Trailer, Texas doesn't get that done. But everybody had that kid going to Texas A&M for a long time. But there was that quiet confidence with Texas in the last month leading up to that. But that was a big recruitment in the state of Texas uh, because that was one number one, two, or three safety in the country. And when A&M and Texas weren't locked in a lot of big-time battles, but they were locked in the one there. And so that was a huge recruitment for Texas to win at the time. And that got a lot of fanfare on message boards because of the whole tex A G S production.
3: <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, hey, here's a here's a good question. This is actually a super chat from HornsFan224, and uh, I'm I'm interested to hear both y'all's opinion on this. Do you think that Sark will surpass Mac as the best recruiter at Texas all time? I'm gonna
4: say no on that, and here's why. i I'm, uh, Bobby may have a different answer. Mac was special. He's as good a recruiter as I've ever been around in my life. Kids would commit to Texas and not know why. Okay, he was great one on one with parents. Mac Brown in the NIL world would have been one hellacious, scary thing for the rest of college football. In his prime at Texas, that would have been scary, Bobby.
0: Yeah, I, I'll say this. Mac. You know, Mac sells ice to Eskimos sometimes. Sure. To your point, he could do that, Uh the, the, using that uh cliche. But I, I will say this more than anything. I, I think the issue with Steve Sarkeesian right now is that he's taking – I feel like he's taking more on that USC Alabama uh, role as opposed to the yes. Matt Brown role. Yes. I agree. He's not just recruiting in the state he's recruiting nationally. Yeah. So while it matters when he gets an in-state guy, he's going to go up and try to go get Ryan Wingo, Micah Hudson. And it doesn't matter whether they're from St. Louis or Lake Belton, he's going to go try to get the guys that he can get. It doesn't matter whether Jarrett Gibson is from, uh, Bradenton, Florida, or Christian Clark's from Scottsdale, Arizona. He's going to get the guys that he can get that he thinks can help him win. And I think that's more, to be honest. I think that's the that's the Pete Carroll
3: slash Nick Saban in him a little bit too. Uh, you knew this question was coming, Jerry. Rick Benson says, "Are there any more silent commitments?" <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> maybe.
4: Yes, there. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, what what? is that? Is
0: that a half answer, Jerry? Is that what that is? Well,
4: I think there's one out there, but I, I'll always say every cost silent doesn't turn into a public commitment. Hey, hey Jerry, let's who silent the multiple schools?
0: Okay, hey Jerry, quick quick question for you. Okay, uh, what does this do with TJ Lindsay? August 12th. That's uh, he announces <laughs> on Saturday. Last I talked to you, uh, we had a super chat about this. Last night I talked to you, you thought it was likely Auburn. Do you yeah. feel, feel still feel that way? I'll make a call tonight driving back to Houston, but I'll
4: be surprised if it's not.
0: <clears throat> okay.
4: Yeah, I think it's Dominic McKinley right now as the last um, defensive lineman uh, uh, as far as interior defensive lineman that's a realistic opportunity. But, again, for all the Texas fans out there, I'm not saying absolutely not. I put an RPM for Auburn. I'll make a couple calls now and just double check on it.
0: Hey, by the way, right. just, just to say this uh, somebody's asking in the chat whether or not, Ho- I think it's Jose Rodriguez, whether or not yep. uh, Colin Simmons is an early enrollee. And he yes. indeed is. Yes. He, he indeed is. Yeah. Okay,
6: Calls, uh, we
3: have a... Austin in January. We have a uh, another super chat, guys, from John Campbell. He says, how does Simmons compare to Will Anderson? For reference, Anderson was listed at 6'3", 230 coming out of high school. Definitely seems more sudden than Anderson, but maybe a slider frame. What's your thoughts, Sherry? Yeah. Hey, Bobby, let's do this.
4: Let's put another player into this. It's two players that Texas saw a lot of and we'll see more of this year. Will Anderson or Dallas Turner? I think athletically he's Dallas Turner.
0: So I think Dallas Turner is a better pass rusher than Will
4: Anderson, and that's where I go. That's where I go with Colin Simmons. I think Will Anderson has a motor that Casey Hampton had, and a will to get people to the ground in any way possible, whether run game, whatever. Like Casey Hampton had, I think as a pass rusher, I think it's Dallas Turner and Colin Simmons because they're such good athletes.
0: Bobby, I. My, my take on it is a little bit different in that I, I think it's hard. I haven't seen Colin Simmons play in enough live games, Jerry, to see what his motor looks like on every single play. Um, and I, so I don't want to diminish or strengthen that argument without really having seen him play a game when they're up 35 to nothing in the middle of the second quarter. Right. Uh, but that, that would be my, my comment on that right now.
3: All right, then we have another one uh from Brandon Huey. Thank you, Brandon. He says Colin Simmons over Derrick Johnson.
0: No, no, nah, Derek Johnson's <laughs> a super freak. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I mean look, I not that it was rated this way at the time, but the reality of it is is Derek Johnson. I mean, Colin Simmons may be a 10 12 year pro too. I don't I don't know what the exact number is, but these guys, y'all y'all need to understand that. Derek Johnson is going to – should have his number or his defensive number retired, in my opinion, at Texas. Uh, he's that good and made that much of a
3: difference. I mean, program. he's a
4: borderline Hall of Fame player in the
3: NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Tremendous Great player. point. All right, TJ Days asks, will Colin still take his official visit to LSU? Uh, I, I'll be surprised if
4: that happens. I, I'll, I'll be surprised if that happens. Um, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think we're, uh, we might, we might have a little something for, for you here. We okay. might have a little something for you. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We got, I think we got a little something here. Uh-oh. Have a seat, Colin. <laughs> hey, Jerry,
0: you need to, un you need to unblur your screen. I am. I'm I'm going to do that right now. All right, there you go. There's oh, We got you. That looked good. Colin. How you There's doing? Colin?
4: He's back. He's back.
0: <laughs> Jerry, why don't you interview him a little bit for everybody?
4: Yeah. So, okay, Colin, um, this process, um, we heard you say, say, why Texas? For those that don't get to go through this process, talk about the stress that comes with it. Because once you put out your date of when you're going to commit, the pressure
7: gets amped up, am I right? Man, you know, it was crazy. Like, these schools wasn't even trying to allow me to put out a date. They didn't want me to put out a date because they already knew what it was. They already knew. Other schools were going to be calling me and trying to offer me things and try to get me up there and different types of stuff. So they was trying They was trying their best not to get me to put it out there. But, uh, you know, it's my recruitment, so I wanted to do what I wanted to do. So talk about Steve Sarkeesian, your relationship with
4: Coach Sark um, because your mom talked about how much she really liked Coach Sark and the good, the good job he did recruiting you. So talk about it from your perspective, uh, Coach Sarkeesian.
7: Uh, I mean – Amazing coach. Like, you can tell he's family-oriented, and they, that's that's what I look for the most is family, like, in the school. And the way he treats me and my family when we step on campus is just amazing. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I mean, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Like, you just got to go feel it for yourself. So, I wanted to ask you about the DFW
4: area, right? And I'm sure you got a couple of questions about this. But, um, you know, Tay Cook. Malik Muhammad, Anthony Hill, uh, Texas had they had to do better in the DFW area when Sarkeesian was hired. Have you guys talked? Is is that kind of I don't want to call it a brotherhood, but is there something there that all you guys talk about helping bring Texas back? Uh, not really. See, he always gives an answer. That's why I love calling. <laughs> He's a, he gives his answer. So okay, so talk about your official visit to Texas because you didn't. Um, do any interviews after your official visit to Texas? Talk about your official visit to Texas. What really impressed you on that official visit that
7: maybe you hadn't seen before? I seen everything I needed to see. I seen everything I need to see, every like how everything will be set up, how how the plan for me. The plan for me to be three and out, three years and out, two and a half years and out with my degree. I seen it. They showed it to me. They showed it how it'd be placed, and that's just that's just. I knew. I knew it was time.
4: I got. it. So talk about uh, talk about the PK, the role that they they've set, what they see for you at the University of Texas. Hey, as
7: hey, hey, bro, hey, bro. Hold on, hold on.
4: What is – PK, what have they told you about the role they see for you at Texas?
7: Uh, they see me coming in and starting. Like, they see me coming in and producing day one. Like, I'm not committing to Texas to sit on the bench. I promise you I'm not. Like, I'm committing to come in and produce and handle business and make
4: the main thing the main thing. Hey, Bobby, you Have you anybody have a question for him? I know he's got to get going.
0: Uh, yeah, I absolutely do. Hey, Colin, uh, Jeff Banks, Steve Sarkeesian, Pete Kwiatkowski, Jeff Choate, all of those guys recruit you. Um, your first time meeting or talking to Steve Sarkeesian was a year and a half, two years ago. When did you guys strike up your relationship?
7: Uh, throughout the years, just throughout the months, throughout the days, I started at first, like, in my recruitment, I was, you know, iffy, iffy. I was testing here and there. And then towards the middle, I started, you know, building that relationship and actually getting to know these coaches and see, like, the true them and the real them and see how they actually was in real life and, you know, just not on the phone. And I built that relationship. And towards the end, I went back to how I started. Like, I started, you know, distancing myself and seeing how they will react. And seeing if they will still keep in communication with me or are they will, you know, leave me out the leave me out the, the bubble. I
0: got Hey
4: by, by the way, I need to point out something to Colin because he doesn't know this. When you that pit hat you had on when you left your Texas official visit, that thing sold out in no time. In no time. Ever, people are on Inside Texas wondering where they got that hat.
3: Nobody oh, can find that.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and apparently they just sold it out again.
4: Not only is he a five-star plus, number one edge prospect in the, in the country, sold out a Texas hat, man. That's man. Pretty, Hey, man, I'm that's KD-level stuff right there. <laughs> what,
3: what, did, what did
4: you say, Blake?
0: Apparently they just sold it out again?
3: Yeah, apparently it sold out again already. Since, <laughs> since you committed, what, 30 minutes or an hour ago? You've sold it out twice now.
0: It's kind of like – you remember when Miles Turner committed to Texas, the basketball player, and he had the bucket hat? Yep. A similar yep. situation there. Colin, hey, you... Colin
4: thank you. He, his family's waiting on him. Colin, t- thank you for everything uh, throughout the process and taking the time to uh, talk to us. Thank you all. Hey, y'all. give us a hook'em.
7: Hook'em, baby. <laughs> there you go.
0: All right, thanks a bunch.
4: All
5: oh, right.
0: Uh... Hey, Colin, you take care. Uh, big scene there today, Jerry, at uh, at, a, at a inside or at uh, Duncanville High School. You're in the gymnasium uh, there with uh, Colin Simmons, his family now, uh, getting ready to go to Texas Roadhouse and celebrate uh, his pledge to the, <laughs> the University of Texas. Uh, Blake, uh, we're we we're, we're gonna try to sum up a little bit what's going on. I'm about uh, to get you
4: out of here, so we got to
0: get going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has been a great a great uh, situation for the Longhorns. We'll definitely have more later today, but uh, Colin Simmons, number five overall player in the country, commits to the Texas Longhorns. Uh, su- to suffice to say, it has been a great day to be a Longhorn. Jerry, your thoughts?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's huge. I mean just to see the energy he's going to bring wearing the Texas gear every day on social media, talking the prospects. Um, he is going to wear it proudly. Um, like John Tay Cook and those guys have who committed in June, July, August to Texas. I think it's huge for the Texas Longhorns class, um, and I think it's a big boost. I mean, look, even the players on the Texas team, right, they've all been through the recruiting process. They still follow this stuff. Y'all said it. Guys were on this live stream. This is a big day for everybody. The more energy that's brought into the program, the better players that are brought into the program the more it energizes everything. And, and, and again, the, I missed a big question with Colin. I apologize, guys. I didn't ask about the SEC. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask him would he have committed to Texas today if they were staying in the Big 12. But I think I know the answer. But this move to the SEC is huge in recruitments like this. Everybody has to understand that.
0: Got it. Like you have, you have
3: some more questions we want to get to on, on the uh, live stream? Uh, let me just make sure that I didn't miss any super chats. Um and again right. we apologize about about the way the chat system's going today it doesn't look like it we had a couple of comments guys tokyo Astro says texas is worldwide george lopez uh, says let's go hook them horns baby great content as always shillsbury says we're getting great pieces for a pos- positionless d and then beast texas went and said just call and know he sold that hat out twice
4: <laughs> <Yes. And> so
3: <laughs> those four for y'all super chats we really appreciate it
0: yeah uh I, I want to say one one final thing here. Um my my take on this is a little different in that I I I think Collinson is a wonderful football player, terrific pickup for the University of Texas. To Jerry's point about momentum and what it means to be going and being a longhorn right now, it helps the the prestige factor can build on itself a little bit. And I think that it's another tip of the hat to Steve Sarkeesian for what he's done Uh, because three years ago, you know, Tom Herman did not have this, this program going in the right direction. It was rudderless. Uh, They were in and out of recruitments that made no sense. They were being pushed down the ladder on recruitments. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian and those guys have instead kind of elevated Texas to where they're not getting pushed down, they'll just retrench and go again at these guys. And I think that matters so much uh, from this standpoint. Uh, Really, really impressed with what Texas is doing and the resolve they have not to settle. Uh, Because it would have been easy to bow out of Colin Simmons. Uh, Not that they should have or anything like that. It would have been easy to bow out. It would have been easy to bow out of Micah Hudson or Ryan Wingo. Or any of these other guys, Dominic McKinley, at any point in time, but they're not, um, and I think that just says a ton about what they're trying to do right now uh, for the Longhorns. Without a doubt, that's a great way to end it. All right, guys, let's 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 close this out today. Uh, I appreciate everyone for joining us, including Colin Simmons at the live interview there. Jerry, great job on site. Uh, Also, thank you to Blake Monroe for stepping in. Justin Wells came in today uh, and held down the fort for quite a bit, joining us for the live ceremony. uh, For Blake Monroe and uh, myself and everyone else that was part of this, thank you all for joining us. I think that's the most ever we've had online at a single time. Over 4,500 people, 4,500 Longhorns joining us from around the world uh, today uh, in what has become a celebration of Colin Simmons and his pledge to the University of Texas.
6: For everyone else, hook 'em.